This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. What's up, friends? I'm God's favorite influencer at Mr. Adamax. This is Head. He's having a good time. You listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Auto Collective Network. I got two people in the room looking at me. It's super awkward. I've got all I did some studio interviews. It's been an absolute riot. My guest this week, Michaela Gatto. I don't even know what we talked about the whole time. Uh, it's an hour and a half long. We had absolute riot. We talked about doing donuts in a Ford Bronco. Talk about Diamondback bikes. Talk about dudes sliding into her emails, which is weird. Uh, we talk about everything. Talk about being an athlete, being uh, a trendsetter, uh, being an influencer, which is my favorite word. But it's a super fun podcast. It's a super fun episode, and I think Michaela and I could have talked for four hours. So. You're welcome that it's only an hour and a half long. Before we get into that episode, I have to talk about my sponsors this week. My first sponsor, we all wear them. We all need them. Darn tough. Darn tough socks. You guys know what they are. You wear them. They are guaranteed for life. If the sock isn't comfortable, if you don't like it, they'll fix it. They will stitch it. If there's a hole in it, they will replace it. They have a sock finder on their website. You click men's, women's, what kind do you want? Do you want synthetic? you want quarter, micro crew, half calf? Put in your email. It is optional. They're not just scamming you. They will tell you it without it. Um, check out darntough.com. Do we have a code for darn tough? No, we pay retail for these socks because it's the only sock you'll ever have to buy because they're guaranteed for life. Uh, and my second sponsor this week is The Feed thefeed.com if you go to thefeed.com forward slash the pursuit we will give you free kyoku name another podcast giving you free stuff there are none exactly uh check out the feed uh my favorite thing about the feed is it's curated they don't just pick a bunch of random things and put them on their website they only sell what they use what they've tried they have a coach on there that you can like click in the corner and they'll tell you when you should eat stuff, what you're doing, if you're picking your sport, what you should eat, how to eat it, uh, when to take it. And again, we're giving you free Kyoku. It's a breakfast shake. It's a meal replacement. I really love it because I'm lazy and I don't want to cook in the morning. So if you go to www.thefeed.com forward slash the pursuit and we will, you can try it for free. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping. There's no fun way to do it, so I let you do it. Kind of tell everyone who you are, and then we will just start chatting from there. My name is Michaela Gatto. I'm a professional free rider, adventure, mountain biker, content creator, lifestyle, athlete, <laughs> artist, uh, MC. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh, dog mom, um, surf, amateur surfer. Um, yeah, that's who I am. Michelle Parker wants to know if you're happy with your career choices. Michelle. Oh, cause you just talked to her. Actually there's two Adams, which is the worst, but he just interviewed her and I was like, have, oh, okay. have Michelle ask her a question. No, she asked if you're happy with your career, career choices is harsh, but like going from, being this competitive downhill racer to kind of morphing into the entire list of things that you just said, being content creator, 
uh, TV hosts, you know, all of those things? Um, yeah, I would say no regrets. Um, I think life is, you know, your career should be something that evolves and changes over time. And I do like the fluidity of kind of how my career has gone. I definitely missed the racing. I definitely didn't make a single penny from racing. So even calling my racing career a career uh, is kind of a joke. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy with where I'm at now. I do miss the simplicity of waking up and training and only caring about a race result. There is like a special um, place in my heart and mad respect for people that are doing that. But I definitely love the creativity and the flexibility and the opportunity that comes with being more of like a creative free ride adventure uh, rider. But to be fair, I don't want to date you, but like you were downhill racing in the like early 2000s where like maybe like, being an influencer wasn't as much of like, I don't want to call you an influencer because you're not, you're an athlete, but we'll just say it for lack of, <laughs> no, that's acceptable. I deserve that. But like, it wasn't as much of an option, right? Like it wasn't. A well, yeah. Ahead. And like back in my day, um, <laughs> in 2005, uh, uh, well, no. So like my first world champs, I think was 2005 as a junior. 2005, 2006 or 2004 or something around that was like my first international race. Um, so yeah. And then I quit racing world cups in 2014, uh, due to crash and a head injury. But, um, yeah, I mean like Instagram wasn't like a way of monetizing your, like, like it wasn't, you weren't able to make money off of Instagram until like, I don't even know. I feel like yeah, it just wasn't an option yeah, until only, only like a few years ago, really, that like YouTube, Instagram, the like social media, like Twitter, not Twitter, TikTok. I see. I'm not even that good at all this stuff. Um, <laughs> brands weren't even like looking at athletes in that sort of way. Um, for no, marketing. So accounts. yeah, it, it wasn't an option. The only and free ride for women really has only become like a career path in the last like four years, I'd say. So growing up, the only option for me was racing, which also wasn't really a career path for women either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it would have been like if I was like a, a Gen Z or younger and I was just getting into it now because it seems like seems like all the young girls now like I talked to like Lucy Ben Ben Eastern and she's like yeah I have like a media budget and I have this and that and she's 16 and I'm like yo like it's so amazing to see that she's looking as free ride to free ride as more of like a full career at that age rather than like having to go through the whole like world cup racing scene to make a name for yourself, to then be able to retire, to go and actually do what you want to do. <laughs> but you, in all fairness, helped pave the way so that she can do that. Thank you. Oh, that's my job. Uh, I just, I just try. pad your ego. You're going to leave this like, but no, it's true. And it's like, it's a reality and it seems weird because you are young to be like, I've helped pave the way, but you, you did and it wasn't a thing and now it is a thing and that's a reality. 
Like, I don't yeah. know if you realize that, but that's like, that's, that's the facts. Thanks. Yeah. I like, I think I realize it now. Um, but yeah, it's like, I never really thought about it because I've always just been like trying to survive and like do what I love. And to me, like getting a nine to five has never been an option. So I'm like, all right, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to make it work. And I'm just going to like put everything into the things that I'm passionate about. And it's resulted in having this like career in free ride and adventure riding and lifestyle um, content creation. And yeah, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, well, like what other girls my age or like, who did I look up to? And I'm like, there was a lot of girls trying for a long time, but like the ones actually making a full-time like paycheck out of it is like, damn, I think like me, Casey and Vero were maybe, and like Katie Holden were like, and I might be missing some and I'm so sorry if I am, but I feel like maybe Please we're list, like, list everybody. I'm like, like racers for sure. But like free ride content creation, kind of media stuff. Like I think maybe we're, we're like the only person I can think of older than me who was a big inspiration to me was Katie Holden. Um, and she's only a couple of years older than me. And so, yeah, there hasn't really, like, we are kind of the first ones doing it. Um, and not for very long, like, Furta Girls came out in 2017 and it was like 2018 was when I actually got a job, you would say. <laughs> well, I think we're going to jump all over the place, but like Furta Girls was such a, and I'm sure you've talked about it a billion times and whatever, Never. Was such a good like, like F you because it was funny. It was satire, but also it was like, oh no, she's not lying about any of this Which yeah I definitely could have said a lot more but like going into it I was like okay how do we do this in a palatable way for the w white male majority that runs the entire industry <laughs> like how can we do this in a way that doesn't scare them but still gets the point across everyone can have a laugh but also this is a chronological depiction of my life up until this point. And there's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I think you nailed it and it's, you know, and it's lasted the test of time, but it, it's still holding true. And I think it's getting better. And again, it starts with like, it sucks that you even had to make a satire music video to explain. Cause you can't be like, woe is me. Right. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Like that doesn't work. So like, and I'm not that type of person to be like, and yeah, I'm not the type of person to be like, everything sucks. My life is hard. Cause like, I don't believe that there's like, my life is awesome. And there's so many men in my life that have like absolutely 100% contributed to like helping me and being me being where I am today. So I definitely didn't want it to be this like, well, give me more or like, Oh, men suck. Like, so I think it, it definitely was like, it was so scary to release it. And there were a lot of people that like took it the wrong way, but it was meant to be this like fun, funny truth. Um, and I think the timing was just like really bang on with the me too movement 
and yeah, I'm glad it got traction and I'm glad it did kind of facilitate a lot of change. I think, um, kind of made the snowball start rolling. Did you, did you, was this your idea? Did you write it? Like, was this your whole brainchild? I'm sure there was help involved, but like, we were like, this is what I think I'm going to do. And I love this idea. So I got invited to be part of Dirt Diaries. Um, I was one of six athletes, I believe, and I was the only girl. Um, And so I was like, okay, I feel like I need to do something that represents who I am and represents the industry and stuff. But also I knew, I knew I wanted it to be funny and I'd done, like I was, I'm, friends with IFHT now Mahalo Madude, Matt Dennison and all those guys. So I went to them and I was like, Hey, I've been invited to dirt diaries. I want to do something funny. I want to work with you guys. I want to hire you guys because I think together we can create a vision that's like really going to work. And I know you guys do funny really well. So let's do this. And then they were like, no, (laughs) we're over it. We've already won dirt diaries. We've already been judges. Like there's no money in it. No. And I was like, please. And then this is a good idea. Like, and then they were like, well, what if we do like a music video? And I was like, yes, let's do a music video. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And then I think we were like, let's do a women's thing. And I was like, if it's a women's thing, it needs to be my vibe. It can't be like you go girl. Yeah. Chica. Like at that time, there was a lot of like, tutus and like things going on for women that just like wasn't my pink it and shrink it niche yeah and I just wasn't into it and I'm like if we're doing something we're doing like Beyonce vibes we're doing like female empowerment but like badass not like kind of thing and then they were like okay yeah that sounds good and then we picked uh humble by Kendrick Marr it was my favorite song at the time had a good beat sit down be humble had a kind of like that like mm, in your face sort of thing. And then, yeah, I wrote the whole thing. And if you read the lyrics, it's my life. Like from when I was a kid going through the awkward stage of like at that time as a teenager, like, so do I have to like wear a bikini and loop myself up and be hot to like get sponsored? Cause that's kind of what women were in the industry at the time. It was like, women were still being used as like props props and trophies. And like, I saw it was like, you're either winning world cups and not allowed to be girly, but you're respected for your skill or you were hot and girly, but your skills were completely overlooked. And, and like, you weren't considered a good rider. You were just like hot. And that's why you were sponsored. And yeah. And then it just like goes through the whole, that whole chronological and then just like my frustrations with like the clothing choices and like all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Um, and then it's my voice, obviously I wrapped the whole thing and we filmed it in like nine days, which was crazy. Um, yeah. How many takes did it take you to just spit the hot fire that you spit? Was it like one just full, like one take and you just nailed it and walked out? No, I wish. I've never, I, that was my first time ever recording any kind of like anything, um, like music wise. I can't remember, but it didn't take, 
I can't remember because I did Wismas afterwards and Wismas didn't take long at all. Like Wismas, I was like a couple times, boom, nailed it. All good. But I think for the girls definitely took longer because I, I don't even know if I'm supposed to call them IFHT anymore. But Mahalo Madud, um, we're also kind of new at it and stuff. And so we were all like learning as we went. And it definitely took like a little bit more time. But I wrote the song in less than two weeks. Did you think it was going to be what it became? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. And like the so we like filmed it and did the whole thing in June. And then it came out August 15th. And from June to August is like kind of when the Me Too movement really popped off and suddenly it was like cool for women to like and like women's opinions were actually being respected <laughs> instead of just like, oh, you're you're a bitch or like, oh, stop whining kind of thing. It was like society was like, whoa, it's time to listen to our women. And then Furta Girls came out. So it was like, well this was such a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. And at the time you'd stopped competing. I'm sure sponsors yeah. were. I didn't have any, I might have had Oakley, but that's it. I didn't have a, I didn't have a frame sponsor. I'd been dropped by my sponsors. The, that year in January, I think I got dropped from my frame sponsor and like, didn't have anything or maybe it was the year before. But it's yeah. like you're at a make it or break it point for lack yeah. of a better term thinking like, okay, I'm going to have to go get a job or figure this out. Or like, you're not just like yeah. sitting like rolling in pretty in this dough and like, this is no. great. I'm going to make this funny video. This is like, I have, this has to work or I have to do something, whether who knows what yeah. that something is. But then you, you followed it up with, I think intersection was next, right? Yeah. And that was like, like totally different side of the scale, the spectrum. But I think that was like full circle. Like, oh, here's like a, a bad bitch from the typical white guy. And then there's like. Oh, here's like a creator, an artist, an athlete. And to me, that was like this full coming of age circle. And and like, clearly I just watched them all again. So it makes a little more sense when you watch them like faster, you know, like in a row. Yeah. But I think, you know, all those people that maybe talk shit on Ferda, you know, Ferda saw this and were like, oh, this is real deal this isn't just some girl whining or complaining. Like this person is an athlete and a fantastic artist. And it's got like those bent Chetler vibes um, of just like that. Like, and that was before, I don't know what his latest film was called, but it's very like that. Like he like draws and he skis through it. And like, it's, um, I, I mean, I geeked out on it. I really enjoyed it. So I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think those two. So I've actually filmed that the fall of 2016 and then it wasn't being released, wasn't being released, wasn't being released. And like a bunch of stuff was happening or whatever. And then 
I released for the girls and that did really well. And then, yeah, we put intersection in Banff mountain film festival. It got accepted and then it won best mountain sport film award, which I was like floored and it did really well. And I was like, so shocked that that did so well as well as for the girls. And it, and it was kind of like this, like, Oh, you don't like this? Well, how about this? <laughs> and like, I think between the two in such a short amount of time, it kind of, like you said, like if you weren't into Furta Girls, Intersection was kind of like this like grounding of like, this is who I really am. This is the person behind the, the parody. And like, this is what I'm truly passionate about. And I am an artist and I am like an athlete and all this stuff. So yeah, it was like a good, it was a good kickoff because I think a lot of people at that point had sort of forgotten about me and and I was like, yeah, I quit racing end of 2014, 2015, I was just recovering. 2016, I got sponsored again and had all these ideas but didn't know how to facilitate them and knew that I wanted to get more into the, the filmmaking and the free riding but had no connections got dropped in 2017 because I didn't do anything in 2016 because I didn't know how, um, like fair enough. I was like, wow, okay. You said you wanted to do all this stuff and you didn't do it. And I'm like, well, I, I like, I, I just thought you guys were going to help me do it. No. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. So it had been a few years and then 2017 came around and I was like, yeah, I was at that breaking point of like, do I walk away and just get a, well, I mean, I already had multiple regular jobs <laughs> to survive, but I'm like, do I walk away from the industry? I was very discouraged. Um, or give it one last hurrah, like give it one last push. And uh, yeah, it paid off. And that was actually the same year I took all my savings, which was like $2,000. And <laughs> Like I've been, I was broke. I was, I've been broke most of my life and um, yeah, flew myself to New Zealand and, and hit up Crankworks and Pink Bike and anyone else I could bike mag and was like, hi, I'm in Rotorua. If you want me to do something, I'm here. I will work for free at, at a sandwich. And, uh, so that happened the same year. And then, yeah, I think 2018, I, everything took off and I was announcing for Red Bull and or maybe that was 2019, 2018. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. So crazy. Did you have, you didn't have any announcing experience. No. Have you seen the freaking live broadcast? How hard <laughs> is live broadcasting? Like, I cannot imagine. There's like people chirping in your ear. There's, they just did whatever. And now you have, to, they don't want to be interviewed. The athletes don't want to be interviewed. They have to answer three questions that you have to make up on the fly. Like, is there any tips to any of that? Not saying anyone will ever hire me to do that because I wouldn't hire me. It's the hardest thing. I will ever do as far as like that kind of thing goes for sure. It's like, it's like, Oh, three to 5 million people are watching you online right now. There's like Whistler, there's tens of thousands and thousands of people in the arena. 
your watching slope style you like your voice comes through the mic it's in your ear it's also echoing as you're talking it's in your ear but then a couple seconds later it's echoing all around the arena so you're like in this echo chamber and all you can hear is your own voice like bouncing around you and you're like oh like just trying to focus on a sentence that you're making up on the spot and you have the producer being like interview with Brett Reader in 30 seconds stand by three questions and you're like and besides being like what's up Brett how's your family because like you're friends with everyone so like the questions I want to ask them are like how's your dog and it's like it's not like you get wasted last night (laughs) how long over you today like I'm not allowed to ask any of those questions so I'm like fuck uh yeah you can't swear no you can swear here but you can't swear on air this is a safe place this is a safe place And then he like comes across the line and I'm like, so how much tire pressure do you have? Fuck. You're pretty good at bikes, huh? Like, like, I'm like, yeah, I was so bad at it. I had zero, zero training. They just called me up in the fall the year before and were like, hey, do you want to be the new voice face of Crankworks? Like Hannah's leaving um, the girl who did it before. And I know how much she got roasted. Um, people are so mean (laughs) and like, she, she had like a broadcasting career, went to school for it, was extremely polished, delivered like so consistently. She just didn't know much about mountain biking and like the way Red Bull wants you to speak and ask questions is so that people watching who don't know anything about mountain biking can understand what's going on. So she was like actually really, really awesome at for that job and at that job. Whereas I had zero experience, but knew a lot about mountain biking, but also don't care about statistics, (laughs) which is not good. Um, So yeah, I would say I was not great for that job, but I had a lot of fun. And I don't have any tips because I don't think that I did a very good job. <laughs> Would you ever do anything like that again? Um, maybe on like a smaller scale. And like I just hosted, co-hosted the IF3 um, film festival. And that was like streamed online and was in a theater. And like that was really fun because I was just sitting chatting to people, interviewing people. Um, and I could have notes and I like kind of wrote questions beforehand. Um, so that stuff, I don't mind. I would maybe do a little bit of it at like smaller races. Um, anything pre-recorded is like so chill and I'm so down for that. And I would love to like host my own like Netflix show one day. That's like my secret dream. Um, but live broadcasting on that scale for Red Bull TV you need training. Like, <laughs> I can't believe like, they didn't give you any media training for that. Like that seems so insane. Yeah. Like Rotorua, they literally were like, I was like, so what's going on? And then they're like, oh yeah, show up like an hour before we'll set you up and we'll show you how to use the microphone and like kind of run you through stuff and literally just gave me the mic and it was pump track and yeah. I was like, hello. <laughs> oh just God. Staring yeah. into the, into the camera, just terrified. I had like a 
an hour of training. But then the second year, before the second year, I think they were like, poof, this girl needs some help. And they actually flew me and Darren Bearclaw to London. Um, and we actually had like two or three days with BBC and they kind of gave us like some basic pointers and stuff. But honestly, it's like, it's experience and it's practice. And it's like, you need so much experience <laughs> and practice. Like, I don't know. There's guys like Cam McCall who are just, just born naturals. Um, and then there's people like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an art in its own. And like, but those, every one of them, like if you find old footage, like everyone stumbled through a live performance yeah. and they just stick with it and stick with it and just... I think actually like the older you are, the better off. Cause no one saw all your failures back like in the day. Like when you were just like stumbling on like some local news channel, like we don't have any of that footage now yeah. when people screw up, it's everywhere. Like it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Calvin got hired as like a joker like reviewer of the events and stuff. And like, he called me out a few times and played clips back, like my most awkward moments. And he's like, and Michaela was announcing again. And it goes back to this clip of me being like, so guys, and like them walking away and me being like, oh, like, and I'm just like, dude, really? Like you gotta really just highlight that. Ah. <laughs> all news, all, what is it? It's like all news is good news or all coverage is, all press is good press. Yeah. I don't mind. It definitely, it definitely got me, um, way more like, I guess to like finish this portion up, it's like doing something, I guess my only like piece of advice would be like dive into something head first, fake it till you make it. And then like, even if you're bad at it, it makes everything else feel easy. Like now, whenever I have to do any kind of camera work or be in front of the lens, I'm like, this is nothing compared to Slope Style 2018, like where I put my foot in my mouth in front of millions of people. So it's like, it definitely, I definitely don't regret it. And like, yeah, yeah maybe I, I would do it again one day with more training. I think there's power in just trying and like failing while you try. And like, even this, right? I'm not saying I'm good at this. I'm actually horrible at it, but people seem to enjoy it. So that's cool. Um, but like we have four shows on our network now. And when I started, I was like the second show. So there was the flagship and then there was mine. And he was, I was a guest prior. I'm a nobody. No one cared about my story, but apparently I could talk and Long story long, he was like, do you want a show? I was like, sure. And he's like, okay. And that was it. And then my first episode, I'm just like, uh, where are you born? That's cool. What was that like? How's that? Like, no one cares where anyone's born. No one cares. So, like, now I just try to have conversations. But, like, I still suck. I just enjoy it, and I get to talk to fascinating people. And it's like, that's the best part. But you get better as you go, and you just have to, like, take your hits, like, I hope to someday look back at my episodes and be like, whew, that was rough. And like, <laughs> like, no. And just for the record, you don't suck. You have a great face for radio. Um, <laughs> I love that. Come on. This is video today. Radio voice. Great rate. Podcast we're, in, we're in studio now. We're, we are on YouTube. We're not on YouTube right now, but it will be. 
Just right? they just show the back of my head though. They show your face most of the time. They don't care about no. Me. They don't care. But about like, me. but like you're make like you know. It's like it's sick. You're doing it. It's fun. I, think, I, don't, I don't. I have a blast. I learn stuff every day. And I get to talk to like superstars and I get to talk to like, for lack of a better term, like nobodies, but they have stories and it's so much fun to just like listen and learn. And I've learned more in the last year than like I've, I have in the last 30. Like That's so awesome. Connecting with people is like, I think is the coolest. I agree. I think your job is pretty rad and I think you're really good at it. So yes. tell your friends, we need more guests. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I, will. Um, I will. I got to swerve. I don't know where I'm swerving. I have notes all over the place. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about art? You seem to like art. You want to talk about all like, of your art? You don't have any art on your walls also. Like you're an artist <laughs> and you have a blank I wall. Moved. I just moved. All right, okay. I'm judging I don't have, you. I mean, that's one thing is like, I would never put my own art on my own walls. Oh no, pump know. your ego. Good. Just put it all up there. I'm trying to switch my camera, but it's I'm, not working. You're but I'm actually me dizzy. Like, my art room. Okay. This is my art room. There's no art. The only art I have, because I moved here in April, the only art I have is this very tiny painting. Okay. Is that your and, painting? Yeah, I painted that. And then this also unfinished tiny painting. Um, and then this book that says Steal Like an Artist, which is really cool. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I have I have this suitcase. That's like full, full, Ooh. full of illustrations and art that I've done over the years, but I don't display them because I don't know. It's weird. I don't put my own art in my own house. No, you should <laughs> just flex it. But like, oh, I made this and I made this and this is mine and you should all enjoy it. Every guest should just be like when people ask what inspires you, you should just be like, I inspire me. Me. Just, just a poster me. of me. It's just me. Also, this is a painting I did. No, I don't know. But I do appreciate art a lot. And I love, obviously, I went to school for art. And, like, I have a big tube here of a few prints that I have to get framed. Not my art, obviously. Other people's art. <laughs> um, but, yeah, art has always been a big part of my life. Um, my dad is an architect and a builder. And so he's always drawn, like he does that old school drafting by hand. My aunt, his sister is like an amazing, amazing painter. My grandma is a seamstress and she sewed like costumes for this French opera house and sewed all her own clothes and my grad dress, my mom's wedding dress. So she was an artist in a way of that. And then my grandpa, her husband was, um, he was like a woodworker and a painter and a mining engineer but okay. in his spare time he would like make furniture and paint on them and stuff um so i come by it honestly i would say they are like i would say they they are they were like incredible incredible at their crafts and i just feel like i'm like need to dedicate more time because i'm like not doing them justice by the amount that I create right now. I'm like, damn, like my aunt's stuff, like she'll send me some stuff and I'm like, Oh, cool photo. And she's like, no, it's a watercolor. I'm like, excuse me. I'm um, sorry. 
she got like inducted in some watercolor thingy and i'm like oh god okay, is there a watercolor hall of fame is that a thing i don't know it's like a it's like i didn't know watercolor like traditional painting is like such a different vibe you you have to like there's a lot more rules and like it's very like I don't even know, but she got some honorary stuff that got accepted into something that was a big deal. She's doing more than I am. I like that. Yeah, but right now, like your focus is like, like you have multiple careers. We can call them whatever we want, but like hobbies that you've turned into careers. And like right now your focus is, we're going to say influencing right now. We're just going to call it what it is. No, being an athlete. (laughs) And like, I, maybe I'm completely wrong. But right now your art is creating and creating content and creating visuals that are in long form, video form. And then maybe, you know, as life moves on, as, you know, maybe you slow down a little bit and your time at home, then you start doing more paintings, more doodles, more. And I don't know, it's just art school because one, it's subjective and like two, you can do it forever. Like. Yeah. My it's my, aunt. like, when I can't walk anymore, um, like, from just crashing so much and being an, a geezer at 40, <laughs> um, I'll switch to art <laughs> when I, like, the chronic pain really sets in from my riding career. Yeah, just, like, that's the fallback. Like, yeah. let people it's, know it's, that you're doing yeah. it now so that, like, when it comes time that you can just sell it, you already have the base. Yeah, it's definitely a fallback. And I definitely try and do like one run of prints a year, but it takes so much admin, like until I get a website that has like a third party printing thing where like people order someone else prints it and ships it. And I just sit there. I was actually talking to Brooklyn uh, Bell about that because she's got that set up now. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so great because she's also an artist and a creator, like a content creator and a biker and a skier. And I'm like, dude, how do you sell your art when you're away all the time? Cause I literally am like, you can PayPal me or e-transfer me via email. And then I will scam. Like, scam. physically package things and snail mail them to you. And it, this takes so much time. And she's like, oh yeah, just get a third party system. And yeah, I'm like, they take, they take 7% and they drop ship it and you make sales and they're great. Yeah. 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 And photo. I need to, I need to do that. I need someone to help me set that up because I am very good at procrastinating on admin stuff. Yeah, I think like your that. website just says like coming un- soon for the last cons- four years under yeah. construction. I think I did that in like 2016 or something. How many emails have you generated? That's the real question. Like, are people signing up? Like when you drop, it's going to be a huge drop. No idea. I don't even know. I don't even know how that works. I'm surprised I even could even set that up. I'm like, wow, I must've just ADHD hyper-focused that day and figured out how to get a subscription list. Cause I don't know. I have no idea. It probably goes to an email. I don't even have the password for anymore. (sighs) Blowing it. (laughs) I know. Um, but I'm really good at other things. Um, (laughs) yeah, I just need to like, now that I do make like money and that I'm not like, you know, having to work four jobs to survive and like use my two weeks worth of tips to fill up my truck with gas. Cause that was my life forever. 
I could maybe hire someone to help build a website and do that because it'll be worth it once I do it. So if anyone's good at building a Squarespace e-commerce website for not a ton of money, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> um, I'm not rich, but I could maybe afford to hire someone. <laughs> oh, this is like the worst pitch I've ever heard. Hey, I'm really comfortable and I'm living comfortably, but I don't have a lot of money and I will accept your help for free, but I will pay you a small fee. Some fan yes. person will be like, I will help you. And, and then, yeah, maybe you'll get the experience of, of building. <laughs> I'm doing the thing that like every artist hates the exposure. You're doing it for exposure. I'm like, yeah, no, go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> you could be my intern and you could put yeah. that on your resume. Is there a 18 year old that is just frothing to build <laughs> Michaela Gatto's art website? I'm I mean, going to say probably not. You'd be surprised. There, I bet you if you post on Instagram that said you needed help building a website, you would have like 4,000 DMs. So like, I, I actually did that and I actually did get a lot of messages and then I got really overwhelmed by the amount of messages and I didn't know who to choose and so I just never did it. See? how? Uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Instagram and like how people don't understand that when they are messaging you, they are messaging you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like when they're messaging you, I think on, I think, I think I'm kind of on the other, like not so much that, but I'm definitely more on the, like, I think because I post a lot of stories and, and my whole, I think, I think, my whole vibe is like, we're friends and I'm relatable. Um, I get a lot of DMs of people um, talking to me as if we're best friends and asking things from me that you would really only ask a good friend or assuming things about me just based on the like persona Character. or like thing that I put on my page. Cause like, obviously I don't put everything on my page. I am like, I would say I'm, I pretty, I am who I am online in real life. I try really hard to be super authentic in that sense, but like, I don't share when I'm like crying myself to sleep, you know, like I'm like, you're human. Like, the word you're looking for is you are human. Yeah. And I'm not going to share everything. And then, but then like having people message you and be like, I can't even think of an example right now, but it's like, yo, we actually don't know each other. Or like just the people that will comment, will like, they'll message me every single day and like send me photos of their personal lives. And like, as if we're best friends and like, this is what I did today. And I'm like, Joe from, from Montana, I'm really happy for you. But like, like, I really don't need 10 photos of you and your cats every day. Like, this is a lot. Like, it's, I don't know you. Like, I don't, why are you sharing this with me? It's a very <laughs> you know? weird thing. And like, I don't, I am not you in any aspect of like being cool. But like, somebody texted me. I talked to him for a week last week, like back and forth. And I was like, I have no idea who this person is. They're like, dude, love the podcast, blah, blah, blah. I was like, they're, they have a Florida number. 
No, like I live in Buffalo. Oh, your phone number? Yeah, they have my phone number. I live in I live in Buffalo, New York. Like I don't know any person, any human in Florida. Like and it was phone like all nice scary. and great, but they like knew what was and you're like excited cuz you like great. Thanks. Cool, but like like you're texting me on my personal line. Like that's a little weird and scary. Oh, Have you asked weird. them who they are? No, I'm just running it. It's like my favorite thing now. Cause like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't care. Like I've had that before. And I've been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, who is this? But it'll be like, like I switched my phone over. And for some reason, my phone just decided not to include a lot of names. And one of them was legitimately my brother. And he was like, are you, are you joking me? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Like, how do you not have me in your phone? And I'm like, I did. Oh, God. And I'm like, it happened for a while where people were texting me. And I'm like, I know these people are my friends, but I don't have their names for some reason. And I really, I think, I, I think, I think a few people were a little bit insulted where I'm like, I'm sorry, who's this? And they're like, people need to get over it. Like, I don't know. Um, but no, I definitely don't get the like phone number thing as much. That would, I wouldn't like that. It's just the DMs. Um, and and honestly, pretty harmless. Like, it used to be a lot more like, hey, baby, how's it going? <laughs> what are you wearing? And like, I don't know if I just got old and and gained some weight <laughs> or like what's going on. But like, I get more They've for girls, on. scared people. Um, but I get way less. Like, I pretty much don't get any creepy DMs anymore. You hear that, nice. boys? The DMs are open for creepiness. Slide on in, no. Um, slide on in and get canceled, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will expose you. They should be. People should yeah. be scared. Although I did, probably the funniest, the weirdest thing that's ever happened is I got an email, and this is kind of creepy. This guy has sent me DMs before. Um, the first DM he sent me was a few months ago. He heard I was moving to Vancouver Island, and his DM started with listen comma oh <laughs> i've been thinking of dating you for a long time and now that you're moving to the island i think we should give it a shot and i was like oh what well i mean if you've been thinking about it then like i'm pretty much obligated i didn't i didn't reply and then he wrote again a while ago and was like said something else kind of weird and then i got an email the other day oh is it here is it here um, got an email and he said, hello, this is the guy, the name. Oh, here, 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 here. No subject. I'm clicking on it right now. I have it in front of me. No subject. Hi, this is name. Would you like to date? Question mark. Thank you. And much love sent from iPhone. Shoot your shot though. Right. An email. He's a he's old school, a gentleman, perhaps. Also, like if at first you don't receive a reply through DMs, try again, try again, then send an email. I mean, you read it. I read it. He left him on we're scene. Not, we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. So. Yeah, I don't know. People suck. Like. Just, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a suck, like people no, suck thing. No, it's just like. It's definitely like a, oh no. But it's just like a respect people's boundaries. 
and like not even maybe he has like the nicest intent on the planet, but like he feels like he knows you. Yeah. And like you don't know anything about this human. So it's like <laughs> be an adult and swipe on Tinder until you find each other on Vancouver Island and then slide in maybe. Like Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. It's it is weird. And I'm not like I encourage people to like slide into my DMs and like if you hate the show, tell me. Like I wanna know. I want this to be a good product. Totally. And if you want totally. like if you know, we live in the world of like satisfaction and like instant gratification where it's like you post a cool photo you want likes you want comments you want but like don't suck like that's a pretty easy like motto to live by like does this suck does this message feel weird maybe don't send yeah i think it is just like keeping in mind that like um even if you feel like you know someone just think about like do they know you you know and like I totally understand it is a weird thing with social media and vloggers, YouTubers, stuff like that is like, we do put our kind of like lives out there and our job essentially is to connect with people. So people do feel like this false sense of relationship or friendship or connectivity with the influencer, (laughs) content creator, whatever you want to call them athlete people do feel connected because you're watching their stuff every day they're saying stuff that really really you can relate to and you're sitting there watching it being like yes and like like I have never written to like any I would never dm someone I didn't know like like or like I don't know. I have sent DMs to people that I look up to and just been like, Hey, I think what you're doing is really amazing. I just want to let you know that. Cause like, I do, I do like it when I receive positive feedback like that from people and from strangers. And that's like totally, totally cool. And like, for the record, if you do have a question and you do want to say hi, <laughs> totally send me a DM. I do read all of them. Just like, don't be weird and creepy and ask if you can stay at my house or borrow my bike box. Like, like things like that. Like there's, there's like a line, but like, yeah, it is, it is kind of weird in this day and age of like being a person that's job is to connect with people. It can give people a false sense of like what that boundary should be. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just a slippery slope between being nice and being creepy. And like, maybe some people have great intent, but like, Sometimes I find I just like fire emoji people shit. Like I can't like that's just what happened. But then I'm like, I've sent this person like, you know, you send it and then you can see what you've sent. And like over the past five years, yeah. I've fire emojied like 15 of their photos, which is totally fine in the time frame. But if you look back, I'm like Captain <laughs> Creep. I'm like, I'm just saying this is cool. Like. Uh, no that is so fine I feel like there's like there should be like an etiquette course so like that is totally fine responding to like things being like yo that's sick or like good job or whatever like I don't know that's totally fine also like don't expect a response all all the time because I know a lot of my friends like I have a few friends who are also athletes and they're like oh I don't reply to anyone I don't know and I'm like fair enough um so it's like don't get your feelings hurt if someone doesn't reply, but also like, yeah, replying to stories is cool, but like just out of the blue messaging someone and being like, 
hey, I saw you're sponsored by Thule, um, and you have one of those bike racks. I'm going to be on the island, and I need a bike rack. Do you think I could borrow yours for six days while I go with my buddies driving around? Like, people ask me stuff like that, and I'm like, what? Do you have any concussions I had to get to get this stupid thing? Like, yeah. no way. I'm like, like, it's not free. Like, this is mine, and I use it also. Like, also, I'm like, I don't know you. Like, how do I know you're ever going to give it back? Or, like, this is, like, a favor that you would ask a friend. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. I mean, I guess it means you're doing really good at what you do because they feel the connection, right? Like, that's, like, the, the flip side of it is, like, oh, these people think that I'm their friend, which sounds yeah. really crappy to say out loud, but, like, no, and like I, I, I actually like that's almost like a like that one's like kind of weird. We're not actually friends, like no. But, but also, I wouldn't like not that I would. Thanks for asking. But like, but it's go yeah. buy a rack and go. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know. I feel that, for it. I don't know. Or like, hey, are you selling a rack? That would make more sense. Um, but it's more the guys that send me like memes every day. And I'm yeah. like, am I just on a meme list? Why are you sending me memes that you think are funny? Like literally every day. Like why do like, you keep sending this to me? Like, I don't know. I think there's some funny things, but like, I don't know. My buddy commented on Hannah Teeter's posts. I don't know if you know Hannah Teeter, pro snowboarder, but like yeah. she always posts like these like very like interactive things. And he was always, but like, I could see how it would be taken creepy, but it was just like a total, it was like the running joke for us. Like, he'd be like, Hey, it's Tyler Burns again. Hope you're having a good day. And I'll say his name. Cause he doesn't care. But like, it was always just like, like she would comment like, Oh, crash my snowboard today. He's like, Hey, Tyler Burns here. Hope you had a pretty okay day today. Like, God, like for like, a, for like a year straight, know. but like never like slid into her DM. Never like, but that was just like, but I'd be like, comments. Oh, it was gold. It was like the funniest. Like I think I was like, please just start the tradition again of like. That's amazing. He can do that on my posts, man. Like, and that's the thing with like being on Instagram and stuff like that is like the the way the algorithm works. It's like our sponsors care about our views and our likes and all that stuff. So it's like we need to make sure we're making content that does get comments and likes and views. So if your pal Tyler wants to comment. And share every single one of my posts. He, he won't share. Nuts. You won't that's get a share like, out of him. Helpful. But you might that's get like, like <laughs> you might get like really funny comments. I'll tell him. That's I'll put great. I'll put him on the job. Also, brands expecting so much from us, but their engagement's horrible. So I'm just saying that. But like they'll be like, oh well, you only got seven thousand likes on that post, and I'm like, well, you have one hundred thirty thousand followers, and you got seven likes on your post x marketing whoever you are we're not naming brands but you know i'm right and it's true and everyone needs to hear it they're all like well you need to do better you only got this and i'm like your engagement's less than one percent like your engagement's horrible like don't pretend like you're going to share it on yours when like the only value is me sharing it on mine yeah that's my hot yeah. take you don't have to answer that because i don't want to get you in trouble and we have a lot of wonderful sponsors and they're fantastic and we wouldn't be here without them but that's a true statement for any marketing director listening. You're like, I stand by this. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to keep you too long, and we've been chatting for a while. I want to talk about, obviously, we have to talk about Red Bull formation. You just came hot off of that. What is the importance of that? That's a great question. Um, 
I think so this year was the third year well we skipped one because of COVID uh third year of the event happening um I was one of the first OG OG um which was on the same site as this year's site so that was really cool going back because I missed last year um because of COVID and traveling and stuff um but I rode the first year and then I was invited back as a Digger, mentor, content creator. I never just have one title. I'm like, loose. Um, and it was super, super cool to see the progression from year one to year three. And like, I think that is where it is just like obvious how important this event is. Cause we look at the first year and then we look at like, there was six girls. Now there's 12 girls and there's a content creator portion of it. There's like everyone that there's a lot more media there. All the diggers, like there are, I think there was like at least one or two female diggers per athlete who was also there staying in the house, um, learning, getting experience. And all of those girls are like up and comers and their goal is to ride at formation. So it's like, it's gone from six girls who brought their boyfriends, essentially. I think we all brought our boyfriends to come dig for us to 12 girls inviting other girls. Like there was like 40 plus women who are all super capable at riding that site. And like the photographers, the filmers were all pretty much all women. And it's just surreal. And like that, that is why the event is important because I really do believe it was like a catalyst for change in the industry and the amount of improvement and the amount of opportunity and the amount of women who are now pursuing free ride and are able to make free ride a career and a lucrative career um, or livable career is like, I think formation has a, has a lot to do with that. Um, yeah. And the fact that it's not a competition really helps facilitate the, like, we're all in this together for the greater good and like bringing each other up. Because I think, I think there should be a competition. I think that rampage should have a women's category. I think we're at the point now where we all see that, that, that would be something that could totally happen. Um, but I think formation needs to stay, non-competitive because you see that camaraderie and like helping each other out sharing lines like towing each other in like it there's just nothing else like it in the world it promotes progression i think yeah and that's that's the point of it is like (laughs) it's a progression session but like to the most extreme degree right but when you put competition on it maybe you play it safe if you know everyone fell on their ride and you're the last rider, you just have to land and you win. And like, so when you, when you take the competition aspect out of that, you just create progression, which is like what drives sport drives everything. And then, you know, like we had, we being men had years to progress before it was like put in the spotlight. And now like they just expect the females to be like at that level. And it's like, no, these females have full-time jobs because you aren't paying them enough. And then they have to do this on a Friday that they got off their plane and took days off and then fly back Sunday night and 
go to work on Monday. So like it's yeah. a, it was a totally like it was a totally different world and it's changing. And even in three years, you said it went from six to forty. Like that's yeah, that's insane. It's insane. It's actually insane, and it's such a perfect example of when you give someone an opportunity or like, if you want to say like um, an oppressed group or whatever you want to say, it's like, if you give them an opportunity, they will take it and they will rise and they will bring more. And it's like, there's been such an argument in the past about giving women opportunities who like, well, they're not at this level yet. Why should we give them an opportunity? They're not good enough. No one wants to watch that or whatever. Um, But it's like, if you never give the opportunity, they'll never get to be at that level. Cause like, yeah, they have full-time jobs. It's never like, it's, it's, you know, we want to make a career out of things. And if you don't give us an opportunity to be able to make a career out of it, we're not going to go in our spare time and be like, I'm going to be a professional free rider. Cause like, that's just not even an option. Right. You know? Um, so if you create the opportunity, it's like, you see that the numbers have like, quadrupled in three years yeah it's wild and it's uh, i don't know if they released it today they released something today from it um i don't know if it was just like the top five runs but I, it's like no way like i watch that stuff and i'm like no way absolutely not like no nope. yeah no thank you well and like to be honest like the first year we were all scared like and i i give this as a really good example is like i, I was talking to via verbeek Uh, she's a really good friend of mine. And it was like, um, the first year she wouldn't even go. So I did an entrance that was like lookers far left. I started at the top of the ridge, went really skinny, dropped over the sandbags and none of the other girls would even go over there. They're like, you're crazy. It's like death on either side. Screw that. We're going to do this ridge line over here. That's like way safer and fun and party line. And they all rode that. And then this year and like, like the step up was like the big finishing move. And I was talking to Vaya and I was like, it's so crazy that I think about you that year. And the step up was like a big finishing move for you guys. There was like the mini Canyon gap and like all this stuff. And I'm like, that is now your warm up line. But that's-, like, that's what you warm up on. And now you're dropping in above where I started and going down this ridge line and doing the most insane hip jump. And like all of the girls, and literally all of the girls started up where I started. And three years ago, that was like, you're crazy. And this year, 12 of them are like, oh, that looks fun. And I'm just like, this is why we do this. Yeah, like, that's this progression. So and it's like greatest cool. form. Like, that is progression. And, and th- it's like. That's you paving the way though. Like it takes one. So you started it. You, you put the idea in, in kids' heads that this is doable. And now they spent the last three years studying that, watching that line. And like, that's like the fun of like progression. No, but it is. And like, if you arguably, if no one did that line last year or three years ago, maybe they wouldn't have all hit it this year. And that would have been maybe one of them hit that line and then yeah, three years from now, so like you kickstarted that progression and now there's kids sitting at home who are going to watch when this gets all released and they're going to see what these girls are doing and then they're going to, they're going to want to take them out. Now, I mean, take them out is the nice term, but like, it's like the, in the yeah. best way, like 
Well, they're going to be inspired and it is inspired definitely is the like, the well, if, she, if she can do it, I can do it. And like, I like for like Cammy's line, for example, if you watch it like from this year. So I dropped in and I kind of went across the hill and she's like, I want to go straight. I want to drop off and I want to go straight down the hill. And I was like, I don't know if you're going to be able to stop like, holy shit. And I was like a little bit like, I am completely confident in her abilities and her own knowledge of her abilities. But I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but she did it and she made it work and it opened my mind up to possibilities. And I saw her do that. And I was like, Whoa, like that is possible. And then I saw Vaya's line and what she was picking. And I was like, pretty hefty. And she nailed it. And I was like, so I'm sitting there being like re-inspired by all these girls and it's opening my mind to what's possible. And so it's like this, like, oh, it's just so cool. It's so, so, so cool and inspiring. It's the best. I love it. Um, it's the best. It was the best time ever. I was so stoked to be there. Yeah. It's gotta be cool. Just having like a pretty full on female event just in general. Like it's just, I kind of was like, is this how guys feel all the time? Cause this is pretty great. Like we were like, just not holding back. Like we were like just a hundred percent being ourselves unfiltered, having a good time, working our butts off and feeling just so like we were owning, like not to sound cliche or whatever, but we were like owning that space and I feel like a lot of the time we shrink back when there's a lot of guys present because we're like oh like they know better they're more they've done this before I'm just gonna sit back and watch but this was like we're all girls here so like let's problem solve let's jump in let's like take initiative let's like you're good at that you come over here you're gonna haul water you're gonna and like using our bodies using our strength and like our minds and like yeah, when a lot of the other times, if it was like Rampage and it was all dudes doing it, I think I would be like, hi, I'm just here. So like, let me know if you need anything. Otherwise, I'll just like sit here. And so in that respect, too, it's like the learning and the progression, I think, in that environment absolutely skyrockets because there is no like holding back and we can just be ourselves. And I'm like, man, if this was life all the time, like we should do this all the time. We should just be this all the time and stop like being afraid of like taking up space. Cause like you don't progress until you like put yourself out there. Yeah. And, I, mean, yeah. I don't think any truer words have been said. Like it's just, it's <laughs> easier said than done always, but it's, it's, you know, friends and camaraderie that like help that. And it's just, it's yeah. cool to see it. It's cool to see big brands behind it. And actually investing in it to help it grow. And like, it's, it's just neat. Like it's, it's refreshing. I mean, it's corny as that says. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just nice to see. Um, And it's badass. Like the stuff the girls did this year, like you said, it was just like, it's legitimately, it's not like, Oh, it's good for a girl or like, Oh, cute. Look at the women free riding. It's like, Whoa. Yeah. It's no way. It's no, like I watch that and I'm like, no, not a chance. Like no way. Like, bad ass riding like big lines like you can't even all those like freaking men <laughs> that i told to sit down in my furtive video 
they like i'm like deny it now pals because like this is you can't even deny that this is not insane like the right like casey wrote brett's old line yeah it's like, happening like it's it's that you've we're been, coming for yeah, you well you've been given a platform <laughs> and you've been given time to create this progression and let it evolve and now it's evolving and it's evolved and it's it's amazing. I can't We're wait to here. see. <laughs> Good. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Um, it's on the road. Let's talk on the road. Your little personal vlog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is that? Um, yeah. Are there going to be more? You end it saying there's more. Yes. Yeah, so currently right now, I actually, one of my jobs today is to review. Um, I have three more coming out. Um, about a Utah trip that I just did, but it's all trail riding and it's all more like mellower than formation. Um, but yeah, so I've got three more of those that are going to be coming out soon. And I have one, I actually have a video I'm trying to edit from formation. It doesn't really have me riding in it because I'm dad camming the whole time. But I am trying to figure out a way, again, this is sort of a website situation. <laughs> I've wanted to make YouTube videos for literally years, but the amount of time that it takes. You're making is one right limited. now. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am trying to edit something from formation and make a little video which will hopefully be entertaining and fun and mostly behind the scenes dad cam. Um, so that's cool. And then, yeah, the on the road stuff, um, I've got an episode doing Sedona and then Virgin and then Moab. So there's going to be, and like showing kind of where to stay, what trails we rode and yeah. So I think yeah. people dig it because it's very real. Like it's not, it's a vlog. It's less of like a, an edit or like a, yeah. a, it's just a vlog. Like it's like you and your friends and meeting yeah. people on the trail and like riding bikes. So it's relatable. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I Thanks. Think. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be like, like I would love to have a YouTube channel, but I'm definitely not the like, what's up guys. How's it going today? We're going to learn five things about doing a wheelie. Now I've got my friend, you know, like, I'm just like, I mean, I think you got it. <laughs> I could maybe act out one, a parody one, maybe. Um, this could be your and calling. like rest, like respect to the guys and girls that can do that. I, the level of intensity and then editing it all after I'm just, not there but if i can keep doing these like travel vlogs where it's just like yo what's up we're here we're going this is my friend let's ride bikes if people like that and and want to come along for the journey um yeah i will keep making them <laughs> if people like them i'll keep making them because i i really enjoy it i have a dream to do like really like sad reviews like on product, like depressed product reviews. Like this is like, it's pretty good. It's not my favorite, but like I enjoy it. And like it, you know, add it to cart when you're making a big order. Like this is my, this is my dreams. Just like people are too amped about everything on reviews. And they're just you should like, do you should do a whole review of just two out of 10 items. Like, 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 or, or one star out of five. 
Like, I thought this was going to be really sick. I got it. Uh, and then you like shoot, and then you like pan to like the product and it's like falling Just apart. Broken. And you're like, broke after I sat on it once. <laughs> I think that would do good. Yeah, I but think. I I want I want it to be good products too, but just still not be like amped on it. Like just be like, okay. these are the best socks I've ever worn. Oh, like, like an Eeyore. Just voice. like very, just like they're guaranteed for life. Ten out of ten. I don't know. I would buy them again. I think like just very like. Oh, I see. I but see. bad ones too. Like you got to have bad product, but just not being people are too. They're not. We need happy things in the world. But like every YouTube is like, "What's up, guys?" And I'm just gonna be like, "Hey guys, it's Adam. Hey guys. I'm here again Thanks. with another almost like borderline ASMR." Yeah, exactly. That's see, we're that onto it. we're onto it. If you want to start a YouTube uh, reviews, I will. I won't do anything. It will make Ethan do it. He's our producer. What even is that? Oh, it's tissue. Okay. No, this is a darn like, darn tough. Uh, display oh it's a display it's i thought it was display. a tissue box it's just a branding display see the camera darn over tough. there actually, darn tough socks guaranteed for life they yeah, need to well, pay for that spot i actually have a sock sponsor called arvin arvin goods and they're sustainably made um local brand uh shout out to them <laughs> this is not about your sock sponsor right now this is about my friend ours. harry makes them we will get to your sponsors great <laughs> I want to talk. I got okay. We're gonna finish this up quickly. I promise you. Um, you have a Ford Bronco and you do donuts in it. So hats off for that because I'm so sick of people getting these Ford Broncos. I love everyone who's getting them. Great for all of you. Hats off for getting a car, but like trash them a little bit. And like I see you blowing donuts in them. I'm like, yeah, that's what I would do if someone gave me a free car. I wouldn't take a picture of it in a parking lot. I would do donuts in it. With my my sponsor rack on the back, Thule Adventure, if you're listening, I will take a Bronco and a Thule Adventure rack and put it on the back of my car best. and blow donuts with my Diamondback mountain bike. So please continue <laughs> to trash stuff that people are letting you use because that's it's how R&D. It's R&D. <laughs> I'm for it. I am a huge <laughs> fan. I was like. You know, I got to like creep Instagrams before I do all these. And I was like, oh, she got a Ford Bronco. Of course she got a Ford Bronco. Everyone's getting Ford Broncos these days. I don't know how I get a Ford Bronco. Oh, she's blowing donuts in the Ford Bronco. Yes. That's my statement on Ford Broncos. So keep trashing things. Um, did I, you I have to say those vehicles, honestly, though, straight up, the Ford Bronco Badlands, the stock, because I do a lot of like off-road driving and i've got buddies who full-on like crawlers like big off like just insane fully caged vehicles and that thing stock with with 33s on it we accidentally this is a really short story i'm trying to make it short i know you have to go i'm sorry i don't have to go you're the athlete Um, like you are just giving me like clout right now okay Um, the two people in these rooms are sad we accidentally went the wrong way to get to one of the formations site. The Ford Bronco, by the way, is not mine. I'm supposed to be getting one, but so far I just call them whenever I go to the States and then it shows up magically, which is insane. That's even cooler. It, I feel like a celebrity. It's, it's crazy. Um, and then, so we end up on this wrong road and I'm like, pretty sure this isn't what we're supposed to be driving up, but like, this looks pretty fun. So we're just going to yellow and see what this vehicle can do. And we were like up on three wheels, 
there's a sway bar disconnect button. We were going to roll it, press the sway bar disconnect. This is the back wheels. And it just went boop and like got me out of it. And I was like, this is insane. Sandy, deep sand shit, like steep stuff, super narrow. There was one point where I was like this. I was looking down at my friend in the passenger seat. And then there was like a wall of rock. And if we slid, we were going to destroy the entire, all the doors on the right-hand side of the vehicle. And I was like, you okay? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I hope this thing just holds traction, held traction, totally fine. Got out of it like, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yes. City driving, you do not need this vehicle. Like, don't. But if you actually, like, it, like, rival, like, they built it to rival the Jeep, and it looks cooler than a Jeep, and I can attest. It's not does Doughies like no other, and, and I drove it on the gnarliest thing I've ever driven a vehicle on without it being, like, a full caged, like, four off-road rig with, like, 45s, and it, and it performed beyond beyond <laughs> my expectations <laughs> did you flip the side by side no i did not okay that's the that end of that question <laughs> that was not me name to be disclosed or not disclosed yeah no nope, that's um, the end of that statement but it was pretty funny because she tried to play it off like nothing happened. And then the people back at the place totally knew what happened. Oh, and apparently yeah. it cost like $1,700. Yeah, they get you. But it's covered no, on your car insurance, actually. You can cover hmm? those. On, well, it depends where you rent them. If you rent it in Utah, it should have been covered on uh, car insurance. Is there street oh, legal in Utah? But yeah, no, I didn't flip it. I've almost flipped my forerunner doing donuts. Uh, with a car full of people and my rooftop tent on the top of it. And we got up onto two wheels and then I felt it and I like saved it. Um, But I have knock on wood as of yet, not flipped a vehicle. You just can't lift. You just have to stay in it and drive out of it. Never lift. You just got to like know when. Yeah. But when you get off the throttles, when it makes traction and that's when it hooks. So you just got to stay on it and drive out of it. Um, yeah. This is a very loaded question, and I love this brand, but they have a bad name, and I've said this to our marketing friend. Why Diamondback? Because I see a lot of big names. Hang on. Why do they hang have on, a bad name? On. I just feel like they went to a box brand for a while, and now they're getting it back, and they're making really good bikes. So this is your influencer moment to tell everyone why they should ride Diamondback. But they have a lot of big names, and everyone's ripping on them. So it's like there is power in that name, but they went to a box brand for a while and now they're making this heavy comeback, I believe. And I feel like you had a lot of options and you went with Diamondback and, you know, Porter's on them and Seth Bike Hacks and Rach McBride. Like there's, those are some heavy riders that are good at riding bikes. Why Diamondback? Um, well, first of all, I don't think there's any shame in producing Walmart bikes and whatever, because everyone needs bikes. Not everyone has a million dollars to buy a freaking bike. And I think making bikes accessible for all incomes is extremely important and good for the industry. So whether you're riding a hundred dollar bike or a $6,000 bike, I think there should be no judgment in that. And someone's got to make them, you know, like, what did you ride when you were five years old? And like, 
A diamond. My parents weren't about to buy me a freaking thousand dollar mountain bike. Like we didn't have money for that. So, uh, well, I used my brother's hand-me-downs and my brother's first mountain bike was from Walmart. So, and then he taught me how to ride and here we are. So anyone who's going to like rag on big box brand bike companies needs to look through it with a bigger lens. Cause it's like, not everyone is rich like you, pal, like Joe Schmo, who has his $10,000, like whatever. You can just say bike. me if you want. And can't even ride down a green run at, at freaking Whistler bike park. Like your hobby is to just spend money on mountain bikes, but you don't actually know how to ride them. And then you're going to judge everyone who doesn't have a $10,000 mountain bike. Get fucked. Sorry. But like, no, no, this um, is why I asked you that. This is why I specifically asked you this question because like I inclusivity, knew, first I, of all. Um, yeah. And then, sorry. And then second well, of all, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to keep cutting you off. Um, Please do. <laughs> and then second of all, um, Diamondback has actually put in so much research and so much time into, but into developing a higher line of bicycles over the past, since I've been on them since like 2018. Um, so they've like, yeah, when I first got on them and, and, and saw the bikes, I was like, okay, they're all aluminum they're kind of behind the trends this is kind of a weird geometry setup but then they came out with like new linkage system carbon bikes bigger wheels like complete bikes that have good specs and are affordable but are also badass and high quality and I'm like damn like yes and and it's still like even though they're making a product that is really, really amazing. And I, I love my bikes. Like I legitimately love riding my bikes and I think they are great mountain bikes. They still are at a price that is affordable, affordable, affordable to the like mountain bike consumer, high end mountain bike consumer. So yeah, it's like they, they do cater towards the everyday man and woman and like they do cater towards that like more accessible price range because they're direct to consumer they don't have storefront to pay for so therefore they can like drop the prices of their bikes online so you can buy them for cheaper because they don't have all this flashy bullshit and like it's awesome it's awesome and the bikes are rad and yeah anyone that wants to make fun of them just needs to get their head out of their ass I love that I asked you this question. Um, I got to know a bunch of those people over at Sea Otter this year, and they were like the nicest, kindest people. Um, Jill obviously made this connect, but Jill's the best. Yeah, but I wanted to ask because I think that's important to, you know, to hear someone riding it, doing rad shit, say it. Um, yeah, because I don't, you know, I'm the guy with the billion dollar bike who sucks. So like, what do I have? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I have fun. <laughs> I'm really good at having fun on my mountain bike. That is a fact. Um, well, and that's that's the thing too. Is like people are like, oh, you have a Diamondback, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, like, sorry, who has the career? Like, yeah, no, like, but I think it's gonna take these conversations and just like, like, have you seen what I ride on the Diamondback that you're making fun of? I can ride more stuff than you can. 
but it's, it's fun like, to have the combo just to like so we can say it and just put it out there like it and, yeah and i think the name has changed and it's it's you know they are making real bikes they're making carbon bikes um other brands let's this is your this is your moment for your brands um brands to thank people to thank where can people follow you slide in your dms and send you weird eggplant emojis Oh no. Um, well, I guess I'll just say as well on that with Diamondback and every single brand that I do work with, um, just to finish the Diamondback talk is like, I also feel like their values and what they represent in the industry is absolutely aligned with what I believe in and what I represent and just the non-judgment and the inclusivity and the diversity and everything that they're pushing for is something that I truly believe in as a human being. Um, so I'm just like honored to represent them. And I feel like we just mesh so well. Um, and they are like family to me and you're going to have to drag me out of that door, kicking and screaming if I'm ever to leave them. So, um, yeah. And then that the same goes for like Thule, Thule's been absolutely incredible in supporting me and my adventures. And like, I'm like, I want to live in my rooftop tent with my dog. And they're like, we love that. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, so they've been, they, they're like a newer, um, I just got on them this year for like bags and equipment. And so I'm like 100% Thule now. And it feels so damn good. <laughs> um, and Schwalbe tires have always been extremely supportive and they actually facilitated me having like this really cool shred it that we made last year called contrast. So if you haven't seen that, have a look. Um, really, really fun, really cool project. They are always in my corner. Their focus is community this year. And, and I've had some really good chats with them about how we can try and like get more people on bikes. Um, Oakley OG been with them since day one. Um, yeah, I like to work with smaller brands too, like skinnies, their, um, sunscreen company, like a husband, wife in New Zealand who do like reef safe, like eco-friendly sunscreen. They're sick. Um, back on Troy Lee this year, and I'm actually doing some designing for them. So 2023, I got some stuff coming out. Feels really good to be back on them. North American brand. I've also just like tried to kind of switch into a bit more North American brands just to keep things closer to home. That being said though, also physique, <laughs> but they have like the best sal salads, <laughs> the best saddles in the world. <laughs> I don't know about their salads, but their shoes and their saddles are sick. So I stayed with them. They are European. Um, but they're too sick to leave. Uh, and maybe I'll go over there and visit headquarters and see what their salads are like one day. Um, <laughs> and then race face Marizoki. Um, OG. I made fun of Marizoki in my Fruita Girls video and now I'm on their team. So that's fun. Uh, it just shows the like full circle and progression of brands and like brands ability to like shift and change and right their wrongs and um yeah it's been really cool i love them one of my favorite sponsors for sure uh, oh my god i'm probably forgetting someone oh, um <laughs> i'm trying to think <laughs> what god i should have had a list you do a great 
I was on lodge camps. We haven't talked in a while because of COVID. They're sick. <laughs> um, they have like a great hotel chain in the States, but I haven't been able to go to the States. But I should probably hit them up because I want to go to Bend and they have some really rad <clears throat> cabins there. Um, <laughs> oh, I think Cascadia 4x4, they gave me solar panels for my uh, 4Runner. They're dope if you want to run accessories off of your thing. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite outro I've ever heard in my life. I'm just going to slowly start talking quieter. Um, I'd like to thank my mom. I'm just going to fade into the back. Um, I'd also like to thank my dog for being a good trail dog. Um, my future boyfriend or husband for putting up with this hot mess, wherever you may be. Um, <laughs> possibly email guy. Possibly email guy. Oh no, that's not a love story. I want to write full circle. Nah. It's like. You're Meg Ryan, he's Tom Hanks, you've got mail. Oh, God, it's horrible. I hate it. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. Census, I've been trying to design T-shirts for them for a while. Um, hopefully, we'll get there. Not them, me. It's always me. Um, I'm just busy. You're doing great. I think you're doing um, great. I think we're, I think that's it. I think those are all the bill paying people that I am required to. Oh, low battery. Oh, um, no. See, this is good timing. We're nailing this. Yeah. If I've missed anyone, I am absolutely horrifically sorry. But Diamondback is the biggest one because they facilitate, they, they like, they made this happen. They made this meeting and podcast happen. They are the fun so. facilitators. Um, oh, and GoPro. Sorry. Oh, okay, and GoPro. And GoPro. Uh, Michaela, thank you. 